Hey, David, you know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's that, Kevin? Ads. What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates? How reasonable? Overly. How about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. Might as well go for it. Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact? Exactly. Just have them scroll down to the Advertise With Us section for more information. That sounds great. Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Do we want to go into that? <laughs> no. We're not going to go into no, that. No, because that's fine. really, that's really, you know, the gist of it. Yeah, I'm... We're, we're fine down here. How are <laughs> yes. you? Yes, thank you, Han. <laughs> it's kind of what I was going boring for. Boring conversation yeah. anyway. <laughs> I read an interesting thing about Han kind of point out. What do you think Vader was thinking when, you know, his son, daughter, former mentor, the droid, droid built. his droid, his droid he built and his personal R2 unit all show up with this random asshole? <laughs> I mean, he's got to be like, what the fuck? Who is yeah. this guy? Is this someone well, I, that means something to me that I don't know about? Is he my illegitimate son? Did I fuck a sand person? Yeah, I mean, well, well, he 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 didn't know that Luke and Leia were his children. Okay, at that's that point. fair, and you know what? Neither did they, because yeah. there would not have been that much smooching. Well, I mean, on mm-hmm. retrospection, though, sure, he had to yeah. be sitting there going, yeah. "Okay, so they were all there, but who is this Han guy? Is, it, is he that guy that I, like had a thing with in a Padawan school in Weebelos? <laughs> Jedi Weebelos? Ha ha, Han, you're banging my daughter. Ha ha, yeah." We also have Mr. David Davis. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I paid off my car. Oh, Congrats. dude, that is awesome. That is like, yep. dude, I'm I'm proud of you. Wait, that's that's the that's the yeah, wrong uh, radio yeah. show though. Oh, oh, we're doing a Dave <laughs> yep, yep, Ramsey yep. thing. You, do you want to yell freedom? No, you can, I'm... but you know you don't have to. You want to play freedom <laughs> by uh, George Michael? <laughs> You know, why okay. not? Freedom! <laughs> That's as much as you get. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm very excited. And then it was hailing today in the desert of Southern California. Yeah, I which saw is, that there's like, yeah. like bl- a blizzard warning. I'm like, holy I was shit, ask, is this the end mm-hmm. times? Well, it is California. so. Well, I mean, no, but it's an mm-hmm. unprecedented blizzard warning in okay. California. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, so like... We, we've we've had hail. I think like every four or five years we get a good hailstorm. Yeah, right. Um. The, my my one of my fondest memories is uh. Okay. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I was a dumbass as a kid. Um. We Who all wasn't? were. But yeah. 
<laughs> one of one of my favorite memories is uh, we had a really really bad hailstorm, and uh, I wanted to go and play in it. So I grabbed a milk crate and I ran with the milk crate over my head. Did not protect me, but it was fun oh, as hell. Oh man, that does sound pretty. That's you must have felt uh, right? like you were running through a war zone. I'm David Davis, and welcome Dude, to Jackass. This is hailstorm milk crate. <laughs> it was great, man. I I miss doing shit like that. Now, if I were to try to do that, I'd break a hip. Yeah, no, the, the, we've definitely yeah, no, hit the I, age where falling down is not something you just get up from. I, I call falling down yeah. a significant life event. I Yeah, you, you <laughs> exactly. have to note that shit on Facebook. Yeah, like a lot of the shit that I did as a kid, like I, I do not dare try to repeat it now because I was like one of those kids that's like, oh shit, BMX bikes, rollerblades, <laughs> skateboards. Oh, I was one of those, hey, look, a TV, let's throw sticks at it and see if we can bust the tube. <laughs> And I'll never forget that because the guy that Monkey is based on uh, held up a stick. At, at The TV was down on what we called the turd pond. It was like this super deep hole with like stank ass water and there was just a TV mm-hmm. in the middle of it. And we we're throwing sticks at it trying to bust it. And Monkey just goes, Satan, I command thee! And threw it and pierced the TV and blew up the tube and we're like, holy shit, Satan is awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I have a fun stank pond story, but we'll save it for yeah, another we'll, episode. We'll do that on a uh, on Weekend Weird next time. Stories from the stank right. pond. That's a, <laughs> that is a segment. I don't, I don't they're, have they're any tales stank that pond ten, stories. They're, they're, they're tales that tend to linger. <laughs> tales that tend to linger. Okay, yep. so what are we talking about this week, David? Okay, well, uh, today I want to present two cryptids or mythical creatures closely associated with the American identity, but with some global connections. Honest politicians? <laughs> no, we're not that fortunate here. Okay. Um, no, but uh, we're, we're doing, uh, this is American Cryptids Volume 1. Uh, this is just, uh, again, these aren't like, with some of the cryptids we've discussed, there's like that potential for them to be real yeah where these are pretty much just jokes that everybody just kind of plays along with right like you know uh there's a big difference between say a sasquatch and a jackalope which is (laughs) one of the first creatures we're talking about specifically size yeah yeah i mean can you imagine a jackalope that's six feet tall yes and i'm screaming internally isn't isn't that a Mm -hmm. D &D like creature i think so probably is probably is so, um, yeah, are you guys ready to dive into this? Yeah, I just want to say I would not surprise me about the D&D thing, because Gary Gygax was not an original man. But let's mm-hmm. move on from uh, bad-mouthing D&D's creator. Mm, okay, so, uh, as you know, rabbits aren't a stranger to the show. Yeah. You know, when we talked about Easter and the supernatural history surrounding the holiday, we spoke at length about rabbits. Mm-hmm. We had those fun pictures of the creepy bunny costumes. <laughs> didn't didn't we also talk about, like, giant rabbits uh, being in people's yards and shit? Yes, yes. Yes. So, the thing is, though, that rabbits are closely associated with myth and the supernatural far beyond what we discussed in the context of Easter. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. They are weird little guys. Yeah. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. disappear mm-hmm. at a moment's notice. Cute rats. Yeah. So, so gentlemen, have you ever heard Tales of the Jackalope? No. Isn't that that HBO sh- anthology show that used to come on in like the <laughs> 90s? It, yeah, it came on right after Real Sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And we all remember <laughs> real sex. <laughs> now, I remember they had Jackalope shorts on America's Funniest People, which was hosted mm-hmm. by Dave Coulier and Arlene Zorkin back in the 90s. And uh, other than that, when you say Jackalope, I just think of truck stops. You know, I remember that. I remember the Jackalope bits. Fast as I don't. Fast can be, oh, okay. you'll never catch me. Okay, now, when, until you said that, I didn't remember it. But then okay. you said that, and I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of remember that now. Yeah. Right. So, like, if I were to ask you what a jackalope looks like, what would you tell me? It's a rabbit with horns. I was going to say a yeah. rabbit with antlers. Well, antlers. Horns, either whatever. either way. It's antlers it, it are varies. a little more right. branching than horns, right. but yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the jackalope is a creature named from the portmanteau of a jackrabbit and antelope. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the creature is described as a hare that features the horns of an antelope, although popular depictions feature deer antlers. Now, oh. the difference being what part of Texas you're in, I'm guessing? <laughs> um, yeah, so here's the thing. The jackalope is largely what we'd consider a hoax, but there is something fascinating about it as a hoax, which we're, we're, we're going to cover this. Right. You know, I, again, like... We, when we've covered like the goblins with when we've covered, you know, Mothman and that sort of thing, there's like this kind of air of plausibility uh, or to them. People, some people believe it at any rate. Yeah. Right. And we don't have such a clear picture of the origin of it as we do the jackalope. Right. So for this section, I'm going to uh, you know cite one of my sources and I'll, I'll cite them as I go through. Right. But um, I'm st- I started off with an article from Matt Simon on uh, he wrote for Wired. Uh, specifically, the article is fantastically wrong. The disturbing reality that spawned the mythical jackalope. So the jackalope is an example of a hybrid in myth and legend. Many mystical creatures, the ones we may be most familiar with are hybrids, such as the cockatrice, the sphinx, you know, etc. Yeah. And the Eber cisk from, from Willow. Right. That is the most petty thing. That I love is, it. that is such a finger, middle uh-huh. finger to, to critics. I, I wonder if we should explain that reference or we should just Probably. let it hang in the air. Yeah, okay. In Willow, the original movie Willow, there was a beast called the Eber Sisk. It had two heads, and it was named after Siskel and Ebert because Lucas felt that they were monsters. <laughs> just unbelievably petty. It, I, I appreciate <laughs> that the depths of that. It really is. Oh, <laughs> and that's like having a monster called the Gene Shallot. <laughs> or um, I don't know. I guess to me, today it would be just like the Roger ro- Reeb. Or well, I was thinking like just tomatoes that attack people with teeth. Oh wait, that was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of some other hybrids because there, there's a ton of them out there. Uh, you said the cockatrice, uh, mm-hmm. the sphinx. Is it trice or trees? It's cockatrice. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Because it's it's like. Three animals in one, technically. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything offhand um, well, other than the spider baby. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> mer people. Oh, um, good point. Yeah. Mer people. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very politically correct, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very woke of you yes. to say <laughs> um, I know there's one more I can't think of off the top of my head. Well, the the uh, the Minotaur. Oh, mm-hmm. God dang, you're uh, yep. right. Centaur. Well, centaurs weren't really ever, you know. I guess I can't. I mean, I I've never heard of centaurs as mythological like 
Yeah. I'm most mostly familiar with them in like fiction. No, they're, 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 they're I don't know if they were ever on uh, myth mythology, I, I guess. You know, I, I guarantee you some Greeks found a, um, a, a skeleton of like a dude on a horse and, <laughs> and were the, like, the Oh my God. Head. Oh yeah. The horse's head probably got I mean, cut off in battle. That that's one of the things that led to the idea of the Cyclops for them was they had found an elephant, uh, and, skull. Yeah. Apparently. And they got like that big front cavity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and they have the okay, side, yeah, the so. eyes on the side, but they don't quite mm-hmm. look like orbit right, sockets. Right. Yeah, so like obviously there's been a lot of different hybrids. Uh hybrids have been very common in history. Uh specifically hybrid rabbits. This is gonna be kind huh. of an interesting well here. Okay. So again, I, I said that this was supposed to be like American cryptids, but um uh, let's just say I fell down a rabbit hole well, here. Oh, that's first off, that's terrible. Secondly, Were you- America is spawned from Europe, so it would mm-hmm. only make sense that we're gonna go abroad a little bit. So, right. So you're telling me you fell down a hole while chasing a rabbit? Did it have a clock? Was it? Well, did you end up in Wonderland? Ah, uh, drink me. All right. So, <laughs> um, lick me. Anyway. <laughs> um. So you know the the concept of a horned rabbit is not exclusive to the Americas, and I mean like a rabbit with a horn, not a horny rabbit. Well, um, they're, they're horny uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Right. You ever seen a rabbit fuck a cat? It's, it's horrible. It not. is not a good thing to see. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, you know, as far as I can tell, the earliest one I could find was something known as the Al Mirage. Hmm. So this animal is a worn, uh, one-horned rabbit across uh, several examples of medieval Arabic literary works. Okay. One such work is the legend of Iskadar. How well do you know our history here? Who is Iskadar? Uh, wasn't he at the Battle of Helm's Deep? <laughs> Sounds like it. Wasn't that, that that uh, really terrible movie they made back in the 80s? Oh, with Dustin Hoffman and yeah. uh, 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 Warren Beatty. Yeah. Iskadar. <laughs> nope. Uh, do we want to try to give a serious guess here, or are we just? No, I don't have no clue. Yeah, sorry. No, it, it's fair. Like, um, how how into you, uh, gentlemen? How into you, uh, history are you? I'm pretty into history, but like, I'm also old. Okay. Well, Iskandar is the name for Alexander the Great in certain regions. Huh? No kidding. Yeah, so we're tying uh, the jackalope to Alexander the Great here, which is going to be fun. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So uh, specifically, the creature was said to live on an island in the Indian Ocean, and this is pulled from a 13th century text called "Marvels of Things Created and Miraculous Aspects of Things Existing." Okay, this is just the precursor to unexplained. Right, they they really like fixed the title after that. Yeah, yeah, it took a, that that it had to be workshopped a little. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the text, this uh, one-horned rabbit is described as a yellow hare with a black horn, and wild beasts flee from it. In the story, Iskandar is gifted one after slaying a dragon that was attacking local livestock of a village. So they're saying Alexander the Great bested a dragon. Yes, and they gave him a magic horned rabbit. If you ever wonder what was so great about him. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to quote from a translation of a French symposium proceeding. (laughs) Um, I'm using Google Translate, so your mileage may vary here. I was babby formed. (laughs) Exactly. I was babby formed. 
how a girl get pregnant. <laughs> um, okay, so here I go. The bizarre gift of the natives is not treated at greater length in the chapter on strange animals where it would have its place. Its unique black horn, yellow color, and ferocity are inherited from the unicorn, a.k.a. rhinoceros, a.k.a. monoceros, a.k.a. unicorn as depicted in Kazwini's contemporary Greek and medieval bestiaries. Its appearance as a hare or a rabbit is therefore only a contingent element, perhaps due to an error in the Syriac or Coptic translator. This avatar of the unicorn has no name in Kazwini's uh, text, but other Arabic sources give it the name Al-Miraj. Now, I do think it's interesting that this mythical creature is called the Al-Miraj, and it's very phonetically similar to our word Mirage, and I was wondering if either of y'all had thoughts on that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. We borrowed, like hell, our numbers are borrowed oh, yeah. from the Arabic world, zero. you know what I mean? Yeah, we didn't even have an idea for zero before the Arabs. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like what I find interesting about that passage, um, inherited from the unicorn, AKA the rhinoceros, AKA the monoceros. Um, yeah. it's just, it's kind of like, you remember the Oliphants in Lord of the Rings? Yes. Like that's the, when I, whenever I read Lord of the Rings, which I, you know, I do on occasion, um, just the idea that it's like a translation of something that was going on in Europe. Right. Like, it, like yeah. it was a real thing that happened, and like you know, the the size of the elephant is exaggerating, right. uh, exaggerated. Yeah. But yeah, like it's it's that cool kind of thing. Like we talked with, like for example, the elephant being considered a cyclops and that sort of thing, right? Or the mountain gorilla being completely fictional. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, hairy man, yeah. you're full of shit. Holy crap, that's a hairy man. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, this is it's it's interesting. Like the the correlation between the unicorn and this horned rabbit right. where it's like well maybe the rabbit is just a tra uh, mistranslation but yeah. even then it's still depicted in pictures yes so i, I just found that really interesting so we're kind of tying Same. unicorns here i think any so. kind of horned beast being tied together is interesting mm -hmm. that sounded dirtier than a minute i'm sorry let's move on <laughs> Right. So um, another example of the horned rabbit comes from Europe, specifically the Bavarian region. Yeah, in Bavaria. Um, mm -hmm, the trees yeah. are made of wood. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut Monty Python joke. Um, so I'm going to be referencing a blog post from Abby Carter on IamExpat.de, which okay. is a uh, blog for uh, German expats. Okay. And I think it summarizes the creature pretty well. Didn't realize there are a lot of former people named Patrick from Germany. I throw something at his head, by God. <laughs> I used to be Pat. <laughs> I like it. Okay, I'm going to quote here. Quote, The story goes that the Wolpertinger is the result of a romantic relationship between a hare and a roebuck. Oh, hell not yeah. not quite sure. <laughs> We're not quite sure how that would work anatomically, but we'll suspend our disbelief for the sake of the story. <laughs> Who produced a creature with the body of a hare and the horns of a deer. That makes perfect so, sense. So a roebuck, mm -hmm. are we talking like Sears or, you know, our friends, the roebucks? <laughs> I think that's what you call a deer that's yes. forging or uh, fording a river. I, oh, oh, God. I nice. Think, yeah. Oh. I, I, so, I hate uh, it. Definitely can't take it as well as I give it. Yep. Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> so um, I, I got more to the quote oh, here. Please, a nice please long continue. one. Yeah. Um, well, you like why write something when someone else can do it for me? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, their union oh, inspired yeah. all. <laughs> their union inspired all sorts of other woodland creatures to follow suit. <laughs> so it just became a fuck frenzy. <laughs> Hail Satan. Um, it's this is how Pokemon started, right? <laughs> Woodland Critter Christmas. <laughs> oh, Blood Orgy. Oh, God. Blood Orgy. <laughs> okay, so we got foxes and ducks. Oh, no. Pine martens and pheasants. Oh. And soon these unlikely creature pairings produced a wave of mutant offspring, mammals with beaks, wings, and horns, and feet. No two of them exactly alike. This is where Australia came from. Yes. Yeah. This reminds me of the Woozles. It, I think it was that Disney cartoon. Oh, wait. Uh, 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 the Wuzzles? The, yes, the Wuzzles. Oh, yeah, my God. The, the that, hybrid animals? Yes. No, that was actually a really well-written series, but I'm yeah, not going to Yeah, no, it was a good that. show. Like, it, it kicked off Disney Afternoon yeah. because, like, they hadn't had Disney Afternoon until that came out. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it's sad that they didn't do a second season because, like, the entire fucking voice cast died of old age. But, you know, let's... Right. Yeah. Sorry, sidetrack. Side you, you know what? Bring it back. Bring back the Wuzzles, Disney. Yeah, do it, you cowards. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so you have all these, like, hideous, terrifying monsters. <laughs> With Habsburg chins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and continue here. Yes. Um, so... A product of its tranquil woodland surroundings, the Wolpertinger uh, is uh, said to be a shy, frugal animal that feasts on herbs and roots found only in the Bavarian forest, as well as the occasional insect if he can get them. The Wolpertinger is not dangerous to humans, but if its saliva touches your skin, thick tufts of hair will begin to sprout. I need him to lick my five head. Can It'd also be a great way to kind of like pass the buck God. if you've been caught masturbating. Uh, the uh, buck, the roebuck, pass the roebuck. There you go. Yeah. Man, if you there get you a go. hold of one of those, you would be like, you know, just rolling in it. Screw uh, <laughs> I, I, just, uh, <laughs> uh, what are those things? Like, Hair club uh, for keeps men? and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, you got the real shit. I'm size Sperling <laughs> and I was licked by a Wolpertinger. <laughs> I, I make my own brushes. Oh, God. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so here we go. We'll keep going here. Yeah. Um, and if the Wolpertinger feels threatened, he will spray a foul-smelling liquid onto his attacker, Same. much like a skunk, a bestial smell that cannot be removed or covered with soap, deodorant, or perfume until it magically disappears exactly seven years later. That's a trick. Fuck. Right? Um, I, I love these little weird incidental oh, details about these creatures, man. It, it, and so, I don't... I mean, I find it very interesting, like... That's seven years, seven years bad luck breaking a mirror. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Seven no. seven is, is the these, number. These seven-year curses. Yeah. Yeah, well, isn't seven a holy number as well? It is. Well, yeah, it's it a is whole... a symbol of... Uh, yeah, like it was the creation heavens. of the universe, right? Yeah, seven day, uh, six days and the seventh he rested, seven heavens, mm -hmm. all it's, that stuff. It's, it's a... There's another we need term to do a it. numerology episode. It's a, oh, a God, significant that's going to fuck me over, man. <laughs> what was that, David? Oh, that's going to fuck me over, man. Yeah. Like, numerology is one of those. It's just like, because I'm not a math person. I teach no. English, God damn No, it. we just talk about, like, the significance. We're not going to sit here and do yeah, math. Yeah, okay. But okay. continue. Well, I'm going to make you do, do taxes on the air. Oh, no. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, um, that's uh, that was all one quote from this blog. That, but, like, yeah. the Wolpertinger is super interesting. Have you ever heard of it before? No. Nope. 
I recall it being a Brewfest pet on World of Warcraft. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So the typical Wolpertinger usually resembles a rabbit with antlers, wings, an elongated tail, and sharp fangs. You just described Bonicula. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the Wolpertinger is much like the jackalope because it is a cultural joke and acts as a kitschy form of decor. Right. Uh, the presence of the Wolpertinger today can be traced back to mischievous Bavarian taxidermists as far back as uh, the 1800s. These taxidermy hybrids would then be sold to tourists. You'd also have these other insane hybrids that would just pop up just because these guys had animal parts laying around. All right. Look, the idea of an animal version of pull apart is now in my mind, and I don't well, like it. Well, I mean, like you said, they're, they're taxidermists. I mean, they're mm-hmm. the guys you bring your kill to and like, hey, stuff this head. You go stuff then, yourself. And, and then you have the rest of this animal left over. So, like, what do you do with, like, a whole deer body when the hunter just wanted the head? I don't or, know, but you don't you, leave it on a pile you, in your fucking living room. You, you, you stick, like, you know, some other head on it and laugh about it and show it to your friends. And then some <laughs> kitschy tourist comes by and, like, yeah, it's a, it is a rare animal sighted here. Do you want it? $500. <laughs> I, I'm just picturing some guy taking like the back half of like a, a deer and just turning it into like a, a couple's costume, kind of oh, like the horse costume. God. What a centaur. No, I don't <laughs> like this. But but my friends, for your displeasure, I have some images of these hybrids in a uh, from the blog post. I went ahead and I have a link there if you want to check this out real quick. I about those. do not like this. The one with the <laughs> duck's feet. And if you look at the show notes, uh, you'll be able to see these oh, as well. Oh, God. The fangs. <laughs> the fangs on the little guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. It's a, <laughs> a marmot duck. A marmot duck, yes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the long yeah. one? Yes. Yeah, the first, long The fucker. first one after the article. No, the yeah, one right after that, though, Mike. <laughs> I thought they were bat wings at first, but when you said they were duck feet, I was like, oh, yes, they, those definitely are duck feet. Now, the last one can mm-hmm. go fuck itself. That's just like... Uh, <laughs> I call that the Jumblymon. Jumblymon. Do, do your best description of what this third one is. It's a mistake. It's like <laughs> it's a, got chicken's feet for hands. I'd say it's a it's a beaver body with duck feet for feet, and like yeah, some other furry arms, like but chicken hands. And it has it's like got wings sticking out of like, its side. Like, yeah, like, like a, eagle um, or I don't know some other a hawk. Good side, hawk bird wing under armpits <laughs> uh, a fuzzy duck head with horns and goat ears and, and bar- then, luxurious barbie hair on the back well that's i think that's <laughs> that's like a tail from like a mank or something but i don't know i hate the fact that the eyes look to have been from a teddy bear yes it has very that glassy is the blue worst eyes. part is the teddy bear eyes it's this thing is weird. <laughs> it's certainly. I mean, the the depressed little this bat duck foot thing is one thing. But this this, this looks is... like there was a wuzzle orgy, and this crawled out of the 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 puddle of goo. This is the reject scum of the gene gene pool. This is, you got all the bad parts. This is the dude was like, I got to make something with the animal parts I have left. Oh no, what have I done? 
it, that seems to be a common thing among taxidermists. They um, get very bored. Because... It, it is wonderful, but it's fucked. Yeah, have you seen the thing where the guy took the deer's ass and put eyes on it and turned like the tail and the asshole into a mouth? Is it... <laughs> I have not. I, oh, I do, you're I, lucky. I do have a question. Is yeah. this real life? Nope, Chuck Testa. <laughs> nope, Chuck Testa. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I wanted to share those. If you're listening, make sure you check out our uh, show notes. That way you can see these yes. horrors for yourself. There's, they will be a link. Yes. They will haunt mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as for what the fuck this name means, uh, the, the Wolpertinger, mm-hmm. the blog post suggests two common theories. That is it. That it is a deviation of the name Walter Dingen, which uh, uh, which is an area around which many of these stories situate. Okay. Yeah, like there's a town. Okay. The other is that it references Walpurgisnacht, Germany's Night of Witches. Dude, we need to adopt more German holidays. That's awesome. Tell you what, if I was single, Night of Witches would be the place to be. I was going to say, is it Night of Kinky Witches? Because I'm there. You said witches (laughs) and then put kinky in front of it. I kind of feel like maybe you're you're overstating. Oh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they they are German. Go hand it. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, shite. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Going on Travelocity. Oh, wait, ooh, I did not mean to type in that document. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Um, so, so yeah, those are the theories for the name. Um, but now, now you may be asking, how do you encounter or dare even catch one of these elusive beasts? Yeah, actually. Okay. One way to lure out the Wolpertinger is to explore the forest of Bavaria in the company of an attractive single woman during the night of a full moon. Oh, that's That's a a big ask. That's a big excuse. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, is there euphemism. like a measure of attractiveness? I don't know, but I mean, it's like, hey, is it to the standards of the Wolpertinger? I mean, oh god, I mean, no, because because <laughs> if you're starting measuring the attractiveness, that's like a dangerous place to go. Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't want to do yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, like that, starting that's them, kind of a start assigning them part. numbers, and then oh know, yeah, yeah, to mm-hmm. start you know mm-hmm. create a website, hot or not. I was gonna just mention <laughs> that. Yeah, like there's a Wolpertinger Facebook. Oh god. <laughs> So, um, if you wish to catch, oh yes, Wolpertingerworthy. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Let's, let's move. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, maybe the Wolpertinger uses Wolpertinder. Ooh, that's a that's bad as well. <laughs> so, if you wish to catch a Wolpertinger, you have two options. Okay. The first is sprinkling salt on its tail, or luring it into a sack with a candle. <sighs> okay. Okay, the sack and the candle (laughs) makes no sense to me. But the salt thing sparked a memory from my wee-wee childhood. Uh, My great-grandma... Let me say it right. My great-granny Jack. Mm. She was a wonderful woman, 100% Choctaw. She Mm -hmm. used to tell me to go out in the yard and salt a bird's tail and bring it back to her. And I was like, It's too big of a coincidence, and sure enough, I found an article about the practice, and I have linked it in the show notes already. So, uh, it's it's in there, and you can read about the entire concept of uh, assaulting a bird's tail, because it makes him, quote, incapable of flight. 
So hmm. that's just a thing. Is that a real thing? Because it's sounding, that is a real thing. sounding a lot like the thing you tell your oh, dumbass I mean, cousin to no, do to I mean, keep him busy it's for a like le- half a day. God damn it. It's, it's, a, it's an actual old wives' tale that you can stop a bird from flying. I think the deal is if you can get salt on a bird's tail, it couldn't fly to begin with because it mm-hmm. was dying. I was going to say, if... If you get close enough to sprinkle salt on something, you know, it, it yeah. obviously is too oblivious for Co- correlation does not equal causation in this case. That, that's probably sure. how they took out the dodo. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. They well, you know, you're well, no, salting we, it so you can eat it. No, we sprinkled salt on yeah. it after Oh right. It. No, it's just like Maybe a fucking Looney Tune, it. like where the where like the coyote is like putting like salt and pepper on the bird as it's just like while it's still looking like, around and they're like, What the huh? <laughs> or so, it's his own foot. So yeah. I'll all this catching did remind me of something. You oh, know, my. all this describes perfectly the way you catch a tame rabbit. How do you catch a tame rabbit? Tame way. Oh, yep. <laughs> God, yep. I knew that was coming. Fuck. I didn't. I didn't expect anyone to walk into that one. I didn't know it. All right. That's why I said nothing. Yeah, good for you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're in Bavaria. That's why I said nothing. 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 Um, Shorts! So, yeah, but, but but I do love those, like, old-timey, like, you know, if you want to catch a brownie, you have to light a candle and put it in your windowsill and put a bucket of water below the window so it falls. Yeah, that, that's yeah, sort of, like, yeah. like old-timey, just fun stuff, man. Or taping a, pl- a Ziploc bag full of water to your window. No, that, keep that the keeps the down. flies away, yes. Yeah, I know, but still, it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um... <clears throat> We're going to dial things back a little bit, talk more broadly here. So another term for these larger concepts of horned hairs is Lepus cornutus. And we have records of these things that have been around since like 16th, 17th, 18th century publications. Now, the thing is, that's not a jackalope. Oh, really? Right. So in Central Americas, we also see references to horned rabbits in the oral traditions of the, uh, I'm going to butcher this, the we call people. Uh, it's a native Mexican um, it's, uh, tribe. Yeah, it's either we call or huchal. It's yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So, you know, there there is a presence of horned rabbits in the Central Americas. Interesting. But how about we now turn our attention to the jackalope? By God, yes, because... In keeping with everything we've talked about for the last two episodes, can you eat them? I mean, they I don't better. Be able, I mean, can is, you? Yes. Should yes. you? Eh. Are they delicious? That's still to be seen. Well, there's a lot of dead ones. Yeah. If they're hairs, then they're probably very, very lean. Yeah, you probably don't get a lot of uh, nutrition out of them. Uh, yeah. Gosh, that sparks a memory. So mm-hmm. in high school, I was in ROTC. And Mm -hmm. we had a uh, thing where we, like, did this camp with other area schools, ROTC. Like, not everybody from our, but just certain people. And each, you know, school was kind of like a camp. And they showed us, you know, all kinds of, you know, different things. And one of the things they did was, like, in each camp, they brought a rabbit out and, like, showed you how to kill a rabbit. And, you know, dress it and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what about the rabbits? Well, later on one of the nights, they gathered everybody together. And they, it was like, you know, kind of very Boy Scouty. And like they had us do right. like skits and 
every every camp of a school had to do a skit and this stuff. This sounding like Bohemian Grove. Yeah, but but one of the things they had us do was like one by one, like step forward. Is this sounds really bad describing it now that I think about it? I'm about to describe <laughs> it. But get on our knees. Oh no! Lean our head back and open our mouth. Jerk off on the rabbit. <laughs> no, they 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 dump something in our mouth and it turns out it was the rabbit stew. Oh, huh. But oh. it was it was very. We also did a, 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 a was it snipes and hunters or something? Oh, like that. snipe uh, hunt. Snipe well, not not snipe yeah. hunt exactly because what it was is like we had to f- hunt down the I guess the counselors or whoever you know was in charge there. <laughs> is this very, fucking Rambo very, first blood? Very Lord of the Flies <laughs> kind of thing, but because they were kids <laughs> over kids, but. Uh, yeah, we if you were if you were the hunter, you couldn't use flashlights. So, but you would like you know score points if you found one of them. But yeah, it's all no, in the dark the in the woods. Take their job. Yeah, hmm? I found I found Counselor Johnny and he was naked. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank you. But yeah, it was, it was that just sparked this memory because of the the rabbit and rabbit stew stuff. Okay, well, watching you know, the your, rabbit your get camp- snuffed out in front of me. Jesus Christ. I, I didn't like it. It didn't bother yeah. me. But yeah. just because he's well, dead again, inside. You, yes. You're a broken man, so <laughs> well, I was I was a teenager at the time, so Well you're you were a broken teen. He probably. was just in time to become a serial killer, but just too late because he'd been It's hugged. like, you know, if this would have happened earlier, this might have changed something. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> um no, but your your camp memory makes me uh, it, it triggers a camp memory I have that was terrible. So I am going to move on here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um so <clears throat> the jackalope as we know it today originates in Douglas, Wyoming. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, now gentlemen. Now gentlemen, how long do you think the jackalope has been part of American folklore? I would assume the 1890s and the origin mostly being out of boredom and pent-up sexual frustration from wilderness living. I have no idea. You, you want to hazard a guess? Like yeah, just throw I would, a guess I would say you know, like Kevin like 18 maybe 1900s or so. Okay, well, it is most likely that the jackalope itself has only existed as an American concept since 1932. Jeez. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. References to a horned rabbit in the U.S. are likely apocryphal, or tales told by settlers from Germany or Mexico in the 19th century about legends from their native land. That tracks. That's where half of everything. That's how we got Santa Claus. That's how we got jack-o'-lanterns. It used to be turnips. Jackalope lanterns. Jackalope. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a new shirt. Hey. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like you can imagine like, you know, a uh, a ranchero, you know, talking about like, uh, you know, you yeah. know the my, my ancestors had a, a unicorn rabbit. And then you have like some Bavarian doctor, like shyster, who's like, you know, yeah. talking about the Wolpertinger. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but before we get into that, here are some of the things you know about the jackalope. All right. So I am borrowing from an article titled The Legend of the Horned Rabbit of the West by Michael P. Branch. And I love this article. Okay. Yeah. If you get a chance, read it. It is a ton of fun. So I'm going to be quoting here for a little bit. Okay. Many fantastic and contradictory tales are told of the jackalope. To begin with, various sources cite the animal's name as jackalope, 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 jackalope. Jack Hare, 
Jack-a-Rabbit, Sabertooth Jack, Razor Jack, Bristled Hare, Deer Hare, Thistle Hare, Lion Rabbit, Antilabbit, Deer Bunny, Stag Bunny, Cerebideer, Boop-Boop-A-Dooper, Deer, <laughs> What's Is It, and Warrior Rabbit. All right, look, I'm calling bullshit. Those last few are have got to be the product of a stroke. <laughs> I mean, um, what the just, fuck? They sound like Wonka candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a boop boop a doop deer Once again, I have to say, these are just Pokemon. Yeah, no, they <laughs> exactly. really are. Yeah. Do we have Legends of the Squirtle? Mm-hmm. Legends of the Hidden Squirtle. Oh, God. I hate that show. <laughs> Okay, so at birth, jackalopes are called bunnies, unless they are called jackalopinis or leverets. Later in life, they are called calves, or in other stories, spikes. Adult males are usually called jakes, while adult females are does. A group of jackalopes may be called a band, pack, jump, flagger dude, or committee. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm going for flagger dude. Okay. Like, I'm on board with everything so far. Okay. Yeah, no, I love the, <laughs> uh, the flagger dude. <laughs> flagger dude. I love it. It's great. Um, you know, we have our own little flagger dude Yeah, here. we do. <clears throat> the committee, right. though, is when they, you know, lose their that's, naivete. And that's when they put on the ties <laughs> and bring in the horse. They, they start, you know, having procedurals and <laughs> comp trollers. And yeah, you don't want to get into that. <laughs> There's right, an so, ombudsman. <laughs> yes. Got more quote here. No two stories represent this information in quite the same way, and there is not even a consensus uh, consensus about whether the plural of jackalope is jackalope, as with deer, jackalopes, as with bears, or jackalopi, as in hippopotami. Could it could it be a clutch of jacks alope? Like you know, <laughs> hey. like attorneys general. That's the beautiful thing is we could like literally put that out there and people yeah. will probably buy it. Okay, well we're gonna go officially. It's a clutch of Jack's elope. Mm-hmm. There we go. So you know, I I, I love that quote. It's from that article. That article is so fantastic. You really it's, need to read it. It so, seems it. Some tales suggest that the jackalope has antlers, while others may have horns. Mm-hmm. So I was right. Mm-hmm. We both some tale. Mm-hmm. Some tales also suggest that the antelope will shed one antler and will not shed the other until the missing one has regrown. That's real specific. Mm-hmm. Jackalope sizes can vary as well. Hmm. Uh, Bill Alexander, author of the booklet Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Jackalopes, suggests they can get up to about 60 pounds. Wow. In comparison, other sources about the now extinct saber tooth jack suggest up to 150 pounds. Damn. A big bunny. <laughs> I've seen pictures of that one. <laughs> um, as for their speed, some tales suggest up to 50 or 60 miles per hour. Wow. And others still can uh, suggest 90 miles an hour because of this very logically sound idea. Okay. If a jackrabbit can do 30 miles an hour and a pronghorn can do a speed uh, sprint of 60 miles an hour, clearly the jackalope speed becomes an issue of simple math. Jeez, 30 makes... plus 60 equals 90. Yeah, no, gee, it makes sense to me, man. What's wrong with you? How do, how do you feel about that, Mike? Um, I would I would think it would be closer to like uh <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a simple addition. Maybe it would be like your your base speed plus half of the other speed. <laughs> so like so so 
Uh, Let's call it 75 miles Yeah, 75 miles an hour sounds like a good mid-range point between. Yeah, that that sounds pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, Okay, now, as for their breeding habits, it is suggested that they only breed during lightning storms. Or when someone's watching. Well, they, they, Mm -hmm. you know, they they really like the strobing effect. (laughs) They don't have to look at each other, but for like a split second. It gets them in the mood. Oh, yeah. Now, if you want to hunt a jackalope... Oh, boy. You have a you have a couple of potential lures. Now, first, you can lure them with a bowl of whiskey. It's work for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although some may prefer a mixture of whiskey and milk. Wilk. <clears throat> However, whiskey-soaked bologna is also a popular option. That's just gross. You're, you're just trying to catch me with all this. <laughs> That sounds like something Jim Leahy from Trailer Park Boys it, would do. <laughs> Whiskey-soaked bologna. Oh, God. It does sound like some... Or, yeah. No, it's it's maybe maybe Letterkenny. No, no. That, that's not deviant enough. Yeah, for, okay, uh, no, Letterkenny, they aren't that deviant. No, this, yeah. this would be a Trailer Park Boys thing. Okay. Like, I, I've seen Ricky bite, like a, a, like, a loaf of bread and drink ranch. So, yes. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Um, now, so, why do they get them drunk? Well, the soused jackalope becomes much easier to hunt because, according to legend, the jackalope believes it can catch bullets with its <laughs> teeth, deliberately risking its life. <laughs> um, it becomes uh, the Randy Marsh of the mythical oh animal kingdom. everybody when they get drunk, so they're just kind of projecting. I don't, I don't think the jackalope is that, you know... It also thinks it's a managing. Be- it also thinks it's a better driver. It also thinks it's a lot sexier and can sing. <laughs> it thinks a, it's whispering. I'm a great dancer when I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm I'm a great dancer. Okay, so that is not to say that the jackalope isn't dangerous. Gorings are a real concern. So often, hunters were said to wear stovepipes on their legs to protect from hit-and-run strikes from jackalopes. Hey, hey, Mike. Hmm. N- new Looney Tunes character just dropped stovepipe legs McGee. It's <laughs> gotta say, you know, if it if it it was just a rabbit, but imagine if Monty Python and the Holy Grail it was a uh, jackalope. Ooh, goddamn! Yeah, no. <laughs> Speared him. All right. Oh, so you um, wascoy jackalope. <laughs> So one of the most significant and eerie traits of the jackalope is that it can sing and throw its voice as a form of trickery. See, I told you it was drunk. This is Loki. I'm calling it. <laughs> you know, and again, like we love our trickster animals oh, yeah. and trickster deities and everything like that. Absolutely. Um, we, we ought to do like an episode that's like called Just a Prank Bro. And we just talk about <laughs> the different tricksters. <laughs> oh, that's a great uh, idea. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to quote Michael Branch's article again. Okay. Quote, many cowboys and campers have told the story of sitting around the campfire at night, crooning a ballad only to hear the jackalope join in, often in sweet harmony with the song's melody. Most accounts specify that the jackalope sings in treble, though a few less credible tall tellers, uh, or tale tellers, I'm sorry, uh, claim to have heard jackalopes belting out the bass part. Storytellers also agree that the jackalope has a remarkable gift of imitating sounds, including those of coyotes, owls, meadowlarks, and even chainsaws. Because they 
did obviously didn't just hear coyotes, owls, little marks, and chainsaws. Or, or mm-hmm. you know, I saw a video earlier today about you know, it could just be birds, like you know, one of them birds that mimic shit. You mean the well, mockingbird? Well, there's a, there's a bunch oh the minor bird. There's minor. Well, 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 birds of, aren't real. Oh, oh well, god, no, we're not going with Clark's explanation. <laughs> I'm sorry, that that is verboten here. <laughs> well, I've got more quote for you. Here. Okay, good. One experienced hunter swears the jackalope is capable of imitating the sound of the hunter's cell phone ringtone in order to distract him. Most common, though, are reports that the animal has the remarkable ability to make its voice sound as if it is coming from somewhere else. This defensive tactic is used when the jackalope is being pursued by a hunter, in which case the animal will often cry out, there he goes, over there, in order to throw the hunter off his trail. I will add that the jackalope's use of human language as a deceptive tactic uh, gives lie uh, gives lie to those who argue that the animal only mimics our language without understanding its meaning. Okay, I'm just picturing the little guy singing a song by the Ink Spots as a lone <laughs> guitar player sits at a fire and he tears up, and they just make sweet harmony and love. Like, I, no, <laughs> no. Well, obviously, uh, it, I mean they're 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 starting to point to the direction of thing being sach- sentient. So just you know. just picture though a, a cowboy. Like here's the thing. I don't want to set the world. <laughs> Except he wants to set fire. start a fire in the jackalope's heart. Yeah, and and like you say, he's it. falling in love with the jackalope. Okay, that's true. W- w- wasn't there a jackalope during the campfire song of Three Amigos? I don't know. It's been so long I, since I, I, I saw I haven't that. watched that one in a while. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that. That's a great one. Like Would you nice. say I have a plethora? <laughs> um, no, Dang but I, like literally, you just put some antlers on these motherfuckers, and you got Bugs Bunny. Yeah, no, seriously, I would love to see. Surprise! There hasn't like, been like a jackalope you know, cartoon? cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. there there might have been. Yeah, besides been. the ones from fucking yeah, the ones with the natural dead stuffed jackalope from <clears throat> America's <clears throat> Funniest People. Now, I had mentioned 1932 earlier, so we're going to get into the origins of the jackalope. Oh, good. Douglas Herrick and his brother Ralph, likely between the ages of 12 and 10, respectively, (laughs) had uh, returned home from a hunting outing in Douglas, Wyoming. Now, the brothers were interested in taxidermy supplied by mail order guides and catalogs. Oof. Yikes. Like, uh, there. This. I know there's, like, reluctance to, like, so taxidermy. There's nothing cool. wrong with taxidermy if right, you're a taxidermist. But then, again, but then again, like you know, yeah, Norman okay, Bates animals. did a real Norman Bates did real damage to the taxidermy scene. I think Ed Gein <laughs> did a bigger bit of damage than Norman Bates did. I, you know, there's nothing. Look, <laughs> the, I can imagine there's nothing. The better nipple belt. When you're you know a couple, a twelve and ten year old, you're sitting around waiting, and the mail finally comes. And they're, brother, brother, look, this issue tells us how to sew the legs on. <laughs> it's like the world's shittiest Legos. It's like is. a box full of animal parts you've been waiting for this issue to how to sew the legs oh, on. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, they'd return home from this hunting trip, and uh-huh. Douglas had tossed a rabbit carcass onto a pile of taxidermy See? parts. Where it came to rest besides a pair of deer antlers. All right. Okay. Look, let's take just a quick poll, the podcast poll here. Either you keep a file, pile of fucking dead animal parts in your room as a kid, just like 
I have ones. kept bones. Yeah, well, okay, thank you, Marcus, but... <laughs> Mike, you, do you keep Pla- animal parts? Plastic ones, like, you know, from toys. I never even had a rabbit's foot. I did. I, I, I don't know. Like, the, I, you know, if I find a bone, like, it, it's cool. It's cool. I guess. Like, there's nothing weird about it. Well, they always, bones. they always talk don't, about... Don't suggest there's something weird about it. I Okay, I'm going to not king shame here, so whatever. Okay. No, no I just, yeah, you but, know, like as a curiosity thing, like, um, you know, we, we had a neighborhood cat in the area that unfortunately had passed away, um, and we uh, went ahead and uh, preserved its, its skull. No. And we have it in a little glass oh. terrarium. Kevin, oh, Kevin, we, we agree we're not going to kink shame, but what about uh, psychopathy shame? <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into it, but I just picture these Cause, two cause, kids. Because he may kill us? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that I picture the 12-year-old just, like, covering for the 10-year-old. Like, you know, the 10-year-old <laughs> the ten year old walks in with, like, a strangled animal. It's just, brother, I have killed again. Uh, well, oh. and I, I think the situation was this wasn't at their home. I think they were at the, the taxidermist. Like, they, they were hanging out there. That is real frightening to me. Well, it said taxidermy <laughs> by mail, so... I'm guessing they, I don't know, I'm, it doesn't sound like it's at the taxidermy shop. They're, Brother, they got like a subscription to a taxidermy guide. Brother. Well, like it, and every month they I'm, give you a new way to sew on parts. I, I think it was like stuff like anatomy books and like how-to guides. I don't think they fucking ship the parts in the mail, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, it's no, not. You, no, you're not ordering like, squirrel legs. I don't think legs. they would fucking keep, dude. No, I don't think they would no, keep. No, it's, it's a magazine that's telling you step-by-step mm-hmm. step how to put together the animal, but you have to supply mm-hmm. your own animal, which obviously they did yeah. with their bucket of parts. You know, Mr. Well, that Animal Doug well, and Herrick the guy- and his bucket of parts. Well, the guy who ran the shop was probably like, oh, finally, other people. So he, he was like, yeah, no, feel free to use my shop, Come you know, I, but I, I recall something. I recall something about like there being the taxidermy shop in the area. OK, well, that's so. that's great. Let's move sure. on and stop yeah. <laughs> bad mouthing these children for, yeah, for playing um, with dead things. Children shouldn't right. play with dead things. <laughs> um, so, so something about the incongru- uh, the incongruity sparked an idea. And by the incongruity, the belief, you mean the antlers? The, by the, the combination rabbit. of the antler and the rabbit. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the boys created the first horned rabbit mount to set off this craze. The first jackalope they assembled would be sold to hotel manager Roy Ball for ten dollars, who mounted it at the La Bont- uh, La Bonte Hotel in Douglas. Now, that original jackalope mount would later be stolen in 1977, probably by Indiana Jones. That's the year I was born. Okay, was he wearing stovepipe pants? Hopefully. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, but no, yeah, that's interesting. The year yeah. you were born, they, they stole the jackalope. Like, hmm. are you the jackalope? Um, I was a baby, so probably not. Did they bring <laughs> the jackalope to life, and are you that jackalope? How long did you have the horns before you filed them down? They they put a magical stovepipe hat on me (laughs) and brought me to life and stuck me in a nursery. And then they. My mom thought I was. Every every week they file the horns down like Hellboy. (laughs) All right. So after this, like jackalopes become a recurring in joke among American taxidermists, and thousands of these mounts have been made since the 1930s. Right. Now, Frank English is a particularly influential figure in this kitschy decor who made a career of mounting jackalopes since he retired from the Air Force in 1981. 
He is also the only supplier of these mounts to Cabela's, selling for up to $150 for world record jackalopes. And what a wonderful marriage he must have to spend all of his time in the garage throwing animal bits together as his wife complains that they never go out anymore. (laughs) I'll be downstairs in the basement making my animal Legos. Oh, I wish you'd touch me like you touched the jackalopes. What, by sticking (laughs) antlers on her? Yes, Frank. (laughs) Frank, please touch me with the jackalope antlers. Oh, God. (laughs) So, um... The jackalope has been fully embraced by the town of Douglas. Of course. And the larger state of Wyoming. Cool. So for starters, the Douglas Chamber of Commerce offers jackalope hunting licenses. But they're only good for use during the official season on June 31st from midnight to 2 a.m. That's short. Mm -hmm. And your IQ must also be greater than 50, but below 72. (laughs) I want one. Whoa. That's that is a joke card you can buy. Oh yes, of course but it is. I want one real bad. Yeah, That's how many days are in the month of June? Thirty. Oh wow! Exactly. Right, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> there are thirty days in June. They got you, Mike. They this got you. Is, yeah, because I know thirty days has September, April, June, and November, but mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. I didn't yeah. stop mm-hmm. to. There are thirty. Yeah, that's great. Wow, mm-hmm. so so not only is it narrow, it also doesn't exist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Um, there is also an eight-foot-tall jackalope statue around, which the town offers uh, jackalope days celebrations in early June. So you've got this giant eight-foot jackalope statue. You have jackalope days in June. I, I, um, I really mm-hmm. thought you were going to say they offer, they offer human sacrifices to their forests. <laughs> it's like God. the fucking wicker man. Just people wearing antlers and rabbit teeth <laughs> dancing around this jackalope statue. Hey, should we go to the thing and start giving it beans? No, no. <laughs> yeah, we you, should. Not beans. It, it, it's uh, always beans. If it's a cryptid, it gets carrots. beans. No, no, stewed carrots. Carrots? No, whiskey and bologna. Yes, yeah, whiskey yeah. And there, you bologna. Go. there you go, man. Little shots so, of Jack Daniels. But I was gonna say, does you know, it want good whiskey or like does it does it matter? I don't think it matters. Yeah, um, the town of Douglas also uses a pair of jackalopes as its mascots. So of course, you know, you know, um, and it's nice. the, the well goes. Yeah, the well goes a little deeper. There have been repeated legislation efforts in the state of Wyoming since 2005 to declare the jackalope as their official state mythical creature. Wow, they're getting oddly specific with these official mm-hmm. state blankety blanks. Mm-hmm. Well, and based on what I found, they are the only state brave and noble enough to pursue recognition of an official mythical creature. See, I think everyone should do that. Right? I think every state should have their official cryptid. I, I agree. And I guess uh, Mississippi's would be Mississippi Mudfoot or a Black, or, or a black Panther. There you go. So I, I do want to return to something we discussed earlier. Okay. So again, the appearances of the jackalope in like storytelling in America before the 1930s are probably apocryphal. Uh, if horned rabbits were mentioned, they were likely cultural stories from settlers from Germany or Mexico. Um, a more recent series of tales tries to tie the first jackalope encounter to John Coulter, widely considered to be the first mountain man. You, you've heard of John Coulter before, yes? I heard of Jonathan Colton. Mm. Okay, not the same guy. Okay, um, there's a link. So, I'll so John, read up on it. 
Yeah, so John Coulter was like he's considered to be like the first mountain man, like the kind of Grizzly Adams kind of figure. Okay. Um, he was also part of the Lewis and Clark expedition. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. There, there's like uh, a few different places. I think he might have been the founder of Jackson's Hole, oh. the, um, the the town. Uh, I'm I'm not sure, but there's like a bunch of landmarks named after him and everything like that. He's a interesting figure. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. But. What if I were to tell you that horned rabbits were real? Oh. And what if I were to ruin your night right now and make you sad? I'd say, fuck you, it's not Weekend Weird this week. <laughs> My friends, let's talk about the Shope Papilloma virus. Oh, fuck. This virus, often known as the Cottontail Rabbit Papilloma virus, is a disease that infects certain breeds of rabbits and causes keratinous carcinomas resulting in horn-like tumors on the animal's head. Oh, boy. This virus is quite gross to look at, um, so I would avoid looking at it unless your constitution is pretty strong. With that said, these cancerous growths can be easily mistaken for horns in certain cases. The end result is often a slow, agonizing death of starvation as the rabbit can no longer eat. (sighs) All right, I've seen it before. I've read about it before. And I fucking hate it. Thank you. It it is gnarly shit. It is like awful. Um, if if you get a chance to look at it, it's like the most horrifying thing. Yeah, no, um, I've seen people with it. Mm-hmm. And it's bad. Yeah. So, however, Richard E. Shope, a cancer researcher, discovered the virus in 1933, which huh. is a weird synchronicity here. Right after the origin of the jackalope. Mm-hmm. So his research helped develop the first mammalian model of cancer caused by a virus. The virus would eventually be sequenced in 1984, eventually leading to the development of the HPV vaccine. Well, that's kind of cool. So, you know, that's what I have for you on the jackalope. Do you have any thoughts on this? How about you, Mike? Um, damn, that's some horny rabbits. I... (laughs) I, I mean, I find it interesting just how American the idea is and how yeah. widespread now. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that in her later years, my mom had a small figurine of a jackalope that my grandfather gave her when she visited California the one time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, no, I'm, I mean, it's fascinating. It's a fun little thing. Yeah. It's just a goofy what? roadside yeah. attraction kind of feeling thing. Kind of like when yeah, you, like, you go in a place and there's a box that says man-eating chicken and you open it, it's mm-hmm. a photo of a man eating chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very much like a roadside attraction yeah. sort of creature. Um, again, it's like nobody takes it seriously. We're no. all in on the joke here. It's like um, the largest ball of twine version of a cryptid. Mm-hmm. But it's also like how these communities kind of like build their own notable things, which is always fun, like these weird little things that pop up in these communities. And like, it's interesting to see how it spread and became such a thing. Right. And regardless of the origin, that's kind of what's going on with the Mothman right now. He's been Mm -hmm. adopted by so many now that it's become a positive thing. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I have on the Jackalopes. Again, like it's a different kind of cryptid than we covered in the fact that like, we know this thing is not real. Yeah. Well, but it's still a lot of fun. Before we move on to our next one, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back after this. 
And welcome back to Supernatural Selection. Uh, David, I understand you have more for us. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, I was just going to the break, and Holly brought up, like, I think you were talking about the Heffalumps and Woozles. Uh, and when we were talking about the Wuzzles, I'm like, listen, I'm going to Google this shit for you and point out how wrong you are. Okay. So, yes, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that after the show. Yeah. Now, there were woozles, <laughs> heffalumps of woozles, but... The, yes, that was Winnie the, the Pooh, wuzzles, right? yes. The wuzzles yeah. are a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't fuck with me on the wuzzles. I remember the now, wuzzles. Didn't they actually have those pop up in, uh, like, the new DuckTales as, like, bizarre lab experiments? Uh, I remember the gummy bears were referenced, but yeah, probably the uh, the wuzzles as well. And they also yeah. had Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Man, that DuckTales yes. cartoon was great. Yeah. Yeah, I was really sad when they, uh didn't make more of that right ah oh, man anyway <laughs> like the best thing um, disney has done as a cartoon in ages yeah mm. so we've got another cryptid here this okay. is volume one and i'm gonna have some other cryptids in the future but um, oh yeah we're gonna turn our attention to the second american cryptid of the night okay gentlemen what do you know of the hoop snake Literally, just that four of them were in a Tex Avery cartoon, and they bit their tails, turned into wheels, and drove off like a car with uh, engine noises and uh, <laughs> squealing rubber. So, mm-hmm. again, I blame Texas. Now, Mike, have you ever heard of a hoop snake? I've heard of a trouser snake. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Bad. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, so um, a hoop snake, obviously, when you hear about it, it's... It, it seems pretty obvious what it is, but the hoop snake is a legendary creature rumored to be found across the United States, Canada, and not at all surprisingly, Australia. Go you know, fucking all figure. the snakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it just sounds like something now, that would kill you in Australia. Mm-hmm. Indiana now, Jones's favorite country. <laughs> now, I think we can open this with a little folktale. I grabbed this tale from an archive.org snapshot of an American folktale website. Now, Kevin... I want you to read this story to us in all its glory. All right. Uh, Now, one fella I knew, he was hoeing his veil when a hoop snake came rolling towards him. He ducked behind his hole, figuring he was a goner, but the snake's tail hit the hole instead of him, and there it stuck. Well, he was just high-tailed it out of there right quick and headed for home. He knew he had to wait until dusk to get his hole. Hoop snakes what get into fights never die before sundown. Sure enough, he went back after sundown, and that hoop snake was as dead as the average doornail. The handle of the hoe was so swollen up with poison that the farmer had it cut up and shingled his bomb with it. Cause I happen to know that they all fell off after the first big storm because the rain washed the poison right out of them. But you can't blame a fella for trying. Now, I gotta ask, David, mm-hmm. what the yeehaw yelling white, white lightning drinking holler crossing fuck was that? <laughs> it just reminds me of Grandpa Simpson, you know, give me two bees for a nickel. <laughs> you know, we tied an I onion to our belt, for, as was the fashion in the day. <laughs> I chased him for diggity six miles. <laughs> uh, but yes, like, I, I love that story. It's just, yeah. it's so fucking weird. Like, but the handle was so full of poison that I used it to shingle the roof. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so obviously in this story, we pick up on two characteristics of the hoop snake here. Uh-huh. They roll around like a wheel 
and they have a poisonous stinger at the end of their tails. Because that's how snakes work, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, exactly. a mythical snake that rolls around like a wheel, why couldn't it have a venomous tail? I guess. And, and you know, it would be venomous, because poisonous only kills you if you eat it. Venomous mm. kills you if it bites or right. stings you. This yes. has been Nitpick Corner. <laughs> wow. Okay. In no, all no, fairness, I, 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 I was I waiting you. for Mike to do that. So. No, no, no. Come on. It's the the pedant playpen. It's the pedant plaza. Mike, you're be, you're being you're being very banal right now. <laughs> all right. Oh. So. <laughs> With that said, these characteristics evoke some snake and serpent myths and imagery, but do not translate over quite as similarly as various horned rabbits in the case of the jackalope. Right. Right. So I, I think we already know where I'm going with this. But I'm going to go ahead and quote Carl Patterson Schmidt here, who served as an assistant curator of reptiles and amphibians with the Field Museum of Natural History. Quote, my first impression was that this must be one of the universal snake myths, and I thought of the familiar snake bracelet or finger ring in which the head of the snake meets the tail. On inquiry, however, there appears to be no classical or European analog of the American hoop snake story. The Midgard serpent of Norse myth, a sea monster represented as encircling the earth, could not, in the opinion of the writer, have had a uh, bearing on the hoop snake story. Okay. Herodotus, the earliest source of some still current misinformation concerning reptiles, is not the fountainhead of this legend, and it does not find its place in Pliny, whose voluminous uh, natural history would surely have included a story so much uh, in his own vein had he known of it. My search of possible European sources was slight, but it gave no clue to a European prototype of the hoop snake yarn. So the clearest association that might come to mind here is the image of the Ouroboros. Uh, ah, fuck, how do you say that? Ouroboros. Ouroboros, yes, that's it. Um, but the image, the imagery doesn't necessarily relate to the characteristics of the hoop snake either beyond this like, simple loop idea. Mike, hmm. David's taunting me with a bunch of Wheel of Time references that I'm not allowed to make anymore. You're not allowed? You told me I couldn't make these jokes anymore. Oh, well. well let him okay. have one. No, no. Okay. I just wanted to get it out there that this is very Wheel of Time. You're trying well, to go cold you know, turkey, but, but like he's <laughs> like he's pointing out, the image of a snake biting its own tail is a very old universal. universal. Yes. Now the hoop snake, on the other hand, icon, iconography, icon, icon, yeah, it's iconography. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you know. So we we get like this idea of the snake eating its own tail, but we never really get one that like rolls around at the speed of sound, got nowhere to go, got to follow its rainbow. For for Wait, those of you Sonic, Sonic fans, that dude, <laughs> you uh, original character, do not steal. Mm-hmm. Um. So Hoopy you know the hoop snake. <laughs> we do we do have some other ones though. Uh, some other interesting snake cases. So um, the hoop snake. Uh, the hoop snake. What the fuck? Um, the hoop snake <laughs> also does bear some resemblance to the yokai suchinoko, which resembles a fat snake that can also roll into a wheel of sorts. Wagon wheels. Mm-hmm. Now There's this wagon is wagon wheel. <laughs> now, now this is the inspiration for the Pokemon Dunsparce for you Nintendo fans. If you've ever right. seen what uh, Dunsparce looks like. I think so. 
I love Dunsparce. He's so cute. Anyway, um, I would also argue that one of the Godzilla forms in uh, 2016's, uh, 2016 Shin Godzilla borrows heavily from the Tsuchinoko as well. I'm guessing that's the one that crawls around on the ground. Yeah, it's the one yeah. that like has like no arms. Um, and then, it's- of course, we'll be covering more yokai in future episodes for sure. So be sure to watch for more uh-huh. yokai. As we I'll, transition to a game podcast. I'll see myself <laughs> out. Um, well, you know, we could technically do an episode on Polybius and then become True. a game podcast. So, uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. So, yeah, like, um, I, I, again, like, there are interesting cases of snakes eating their tails. And the only other one that kind of, and even then, I don't think the Suchinoko actually, like, rolls into a, a hoop. I think it just kind of rolls like if you just like shoved a sausage down a hill. Yeah, it, it, like it just it, it's it rolls fat. sideways. It, it rolls yeah. like me when I've eaten too much chili. I've seen this. <laughs> He's right. So, um, the the earliest reference to what would become the hoop snake in writing comes from a letter dated uh, in 1688 by John Clayton to the Royal Society of London. Quote. There is another sort of deadly snake, the red snake. I once narrowly escaped treading on the back of one of them. They're an ugly dark brown color, inclining to red. Their bellies are of a more dusky white, with large streak of vermilion red on either side. This, is, this too is of the viper kind, but it is not so short, but its tail is more of a taper and small. The horn snake is, as they say, another sort of deadly snake. I never saw any of them unless once, shortly after my arrival in that country, which I cannot attest to being the horn snake, for I could not distinctly view it, being in a thicket of sumac. It was perched up about two feet high in a sumac branch, its tail twisted about the shrub, and about a quarter of a yard stood bolt forward, leaning over and forked branch thereof. I could not see the horn with which it strikes, and if it wounds, it is as deadly as the rattlesnake's bite. The gentleman that was with me told me that the horn snake, uh, that it was the horn snake, but being in haste and on horseback, and the snake in a thicket, I could not see the horn. But I had thought I should never have seen more of them. I should have to, uh, I should have took a little pains to have been better satisfied. This I think may not be improperly referred to as the dart snake. Now again, that's like old English. Horrible yeah. to read. I hated yes. every moment of yes. that. Yes, I I could feel the pain in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, obviously we're not talking about like a pointed tail here. We're not talking about a stinger. Instead, right. it's a horn. All right. Yeah. So now Patterson's article that I'm referencing here is quite interesting as it references documentation and traces how the depiction of this cryptid evolves over a couple of centuries. And it's another one of those where I suggest reading it. It's linked in the document. Um, he, he goes through a lot of detail about finding all these letters where people are writing about this creature and you see it evolve in its depictions. Right. So as for where we get the hoop in this evolution of depictions, it appears that it occurs in a 1784 letter by J.F.D. Smythe, which includes mention of the stinger in addition to the hoop. Hmm. So while the hoop snake is a pretty silly idea that, like the jackalope, it may carry some real life inspiration. 
One reasonable association can be found with the locomotion of sidewinders, as their movements at the right angle can be seen as rolling. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one of the arguments that's put forth, and I like I. I this is this is like I, UFO I debunking. Um, right. I don't know that I buy that. Right. Now, mud snakes may occasionally lie in hoop shapes as well. Some snakes, such as captive rat snakes, have been observed to eat their tails. I've read Much a couple like, studies where they've killed themselves trying to eat that's, their tails. That's so. neurosis, I yeah. think. Or yeah. maybe it's just like a dog where it chases its tail. Or maybe it's like a crab that's under extreme stress in a restaurant waiting to die and rips its arm off. Uh, imagine trying to unalive yourself by eating yourself. Did you just, just say unalive yourself? Yo, know, I don't want to oh. use the, the S word because, you know, that might upset some people. How about off? Yeah, okay. I mean, that's fine. I, I think, like, the, the, the parlance that people prefer is unalive. But, yeah, like, okay, imagine sure. trying, I, like, just, uh, like, if you were trying to do that to yourself, what part of your body would you start eating? I guess I'd eat my ass first. I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, with snakes have a lot more options in that. Well, less options, I guess. <laughs> I guess they only have one option. If you're a snake, yeah. there's only one thing you could start to eat. Your butt. It's it's your other end. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the the crab thing, isn't that normally in the wild? That's kind of a defense mechanism. Dude, you're, I watched one. Away. Well, I yeah, watched I know, one do that at I'm the restaurant. Is in the wild they do that so they can get away and let you know their attacker just eat the claw they ripped off. I assumed it was a crab ripping its arm off and going. I told you it was hardcore. No, it's it it was it's it's a stress thing, yes, because in, in the wild, most of the time they're under stress, it's cause something's trying to eat them. Okay. All right. And I, I guess just... it did it in the tank just because, you know, the same reason I overeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> stress, depression. Be, be, because in the wild, I would overheat to, you know, prepare for winter. Here I'm pre <laughs> I'm preparing for the winter of my heart. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, you okay. know, so so those are a couple explanations for the hoop idea. You know, right? I, I think the sidewinder is a stretch, but I could see someone like seeing that. You know what I mean? Like the way sure. that they move around at the right angle. Um, yes, but it's it's still a sidewinder. It's still slithering sideways. Right. So you know, as for the idea of a stinger, this may just be mistaking a rattlesnake's tail. You know, you might be aware of the tail because it's shaking, it's getting your attention, and then you don't see the bite happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe well, that. Yeah. Well, they're quick, so yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the tail is it, yeah. Distraction. It distracts mm -hmm. the thing is like you're watching the shaky tail and it's just like, get you. Yeah, and if you get fucked up by a rattlesnake bite, you're you're probably not like, was it the tail or was it the head? You're just, uh, yeah. again, if you're like one of these people back then, so... You know, um, again, this is just a very brief one. Um, with that said, that's all I have for you regarding the hoop snake. What do you guys think of the hoop snake? Uh, I think the hoop snake. Um, I don't know. I just bit. I it, like now. You know how like in uh, ye olden times, you'd see the kids chasing a hoop with a mm -hmm. stick. Mm -hmm. They're just using the taxidermied stick. hoops. Hoop snakes <laughs> being rolled through the streets. <laughs> and I kind of want to take those taxidermied hoop snakes and put little antlers on them. Oh, so suddenly you like taxidermy. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, okay, if it's a snake, yes, I prefer taxidermy. Thank you. Look, look, look. When I, look, so, when, I was, 
went to a friend's wedding in uh, Pittsburgh. We went to a self-described house of oddities. Mm. I never wanted to see a fish with dentures, and I never want to see it again now. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a fish with human teeth. N- now I'm just thinking about the bird with teeth from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. God. Bird with teeth. <laughs> Denim chicken. Oh, God. But yeah, it, it turns out it's just a husband and wife that likes to collect weird things and mm-hmm. dress as you know, steampunk goths. And th- that there, sounds like my way of life. <laughs> there is a couple that comes in our store, Mike, and I think you know who they are. They're the ones that buy the box twine. The hippies? Yeah, the, the older couple, real friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could see them running a house of oddities. Maybe. I mean, it'd be some interesting oddities, but still. Now, um, now do they ever come in and ask you uh, if you want to be a third? Because no. then you would probably have Holly and I. No, those two <laughs> left. Okay. <laughs> those two no longer are, are separated, and one of them moved to Florida. Oh, oh no. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That was yeah. a thing. That was a thing. Now, well, we have our oddities here. Like, that's, that's our thing. Like, when we uh, finally have a nice enough place to decorate, there's going to be all sorts of weird shit here. Well, Good. also... I'm not going to go too deep into this, but yeah, there was, it was definitely a house full of junk mm-hmm. and not junk. I can't say junk, I guess. Stuff. It was stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine living in a house like that. I can imagine living um, behind a house like that. This, and, well, this I was. Mean, when you, when you start charging the random populace at large, two bits of gander to see your house, I think you auto move you, you th- i think you should reevaluate things i mean <laughs> i mean because that's literally what it was it's you know you they charge like five bucks to look through their house now, now, now you're telling me their house was a museum and people wanted to see them they really were a scream yes okay even the weirdo like, family he had like a <laughs> A funeral limousine out front and like yeah a see now you're just describing back. like my future plans what the fuck <laughs> yeah no you're basically <laughs> describing future david yeah like i want a hearse a hearse would be great just like oddities and weird see, knickknacks and you ta- know lots of taxidermy everywhere. now that you come to say it minus the taxidermy it doesn't sound that bad it's a conversation major- starter Mike, you need to this, pull this, the photos out and this, post them somewhere. This wasn't a conversation starter. This was like a full-on... Friendship ender? No. <laughs> this isn't... Their house could not be described as an icebreaker. It's more of like the iceberg that sank the Titanic. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's about so, the upkeep. It's about right. the upkeep. That's a lot of dusting, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't do a lot of dusting here. I don't but think we could get away that, with that. All those little things, little tchotchkes that you have to dust. Well, and you yeah. know, here's here's the thing. I'd probably like kind of keep it isolated to an area, like maybe a room or something. Like, welcome to the weird room. Oh yeah, now that's different. Yeah. Well, this was yeah. the whole first floor of their house. Okay, that that's fair. Like, second like, floor was if, a sex dungeon. Probably. Well, you know, yeah. it was Pittsburgh. So they probably had a basement. So that oh, was, again, nothing here is bothering dungeon. me. Everything here seems pretty natural for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Including the sex dungeon. Okay. That's yes. Fair. So <laughs> I really enjoyed this topic, especially the jackalope. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to help you out on the next one because I really want to talk about two things in particular. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've the, got a couple uh, targets on my hit list here. Oh, like the, you the, sent the, me the a picture. Trout. The, the furry that trout. Is, mm-hmm. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here's a question before we like wrap this up. If if we operated a secret like cryptid fighting ring, okay. who would win, the jackalope or a hoop snake? Oh, that's a. Hmm. I'd say jackalope. Well, okay, if they have all their canonical powers, <laughs> the, ho- the, the hoop canonical. snake sounds. Well, you know what? What they're they've been. Yeah, no, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. The hoop snake sounds way more dangerous. It does. Well, here's the thing about the canonical powers of the uh, jackalope. Those were changed during the can- uh, Council of Nicaea. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's the thing. You're saying the canonical powers, and it's like the hoop snake keeps jumping at him with a stinger. And what does the jackalope do? Hey, somebody help me. Well, and here's the thing. What if what if the ring that they were fighting in was one of those, like, motorcycle cages that's a sphere? So the hoop oh, snake wow. is just riding around the side and, like, darting down. Man, this is cool. I hear the plate <laughs> spinning music in my head. <laughs> this is cool. I want to see this. <laughs> Do you, you want to watch an innocent jackalope get murdered by a snake? Oh, no, no. You know, if, if it's old enough, if it's capable of like distinguishing like whiskey baloney as its favorite thing, then it's probably a sinning creature. <laughs> okay. This this creature is the only rabbit. Sin. This is the only rabbit that knows original sin. <laughs> like if, if you're if you're wearing a lightning rod and your only time to mate is going out into like a thunderstorm, like you kind of have a death wish anyway. You want to yeah. catch bullets with your teeth. Like okay, this thing wants to die, so why not let it have a badass way of going out? Yeah, okay, fair. You had to, and you probably had to feed it whiskey baloney to get him into the cage. <laughs> just, just a fucking log of baloney and just fucking with a, inject in the whiskey in it. I know it's it's like when you inject your turkey with butter and stuff and garlic on Thanksgiving. You ever done wow. that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You just do that, but with bologna and whiskey. <laughs> now, here's the other question, Mike, as a fellow uh, liquor store employee. Uh, all bourbons are whiskeys. Yes. Do you think it prefers bourbon? I don't know. It didn't seem very uh, picky. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, it, that's it, fair, but like, I, think if, the, I, think I the would whiskey, be a discerning jackalope. I think the whiskey is just more of a vehicle for it getting drunk. Brown I mean, liquor, in, in general. No, it's just that that's I all they think, had in the uh, in that time period. I'm okay, sure it would. I just don't think it would want vodka. Well, I mean, if you if you soak the baloney in vodka, it'd probably go to town on it. Now I'm just thinking about like infusing vodka with slices of baloney and how oh, terrible that would be. God. Like, because I've done Skittles uh, vodka before. That, oh was, that was kind of fun. Mike, have you oh. ever... Did you tell David about the uh, new flavor of bourbon we got in at the store? Uh, well, it's not a bourbon. Oh, is it a bourbon? I think it, it's a flavored whiskey as far as I know. But okay. it's uh, it's barbecue. Huh. Barbecue. It's called... Uh, what's it called? Curveball. Curveball. That's right. Like, I can see it. that working. Ah. But it's, it, it's slogan is throw it back which i'm sure they mean like throw it back like you throw back a shot but it just sounds like you know when you're fishing and you throw it back yeah Yeah. i don't want this away with you i could see it working though hey that's good because nobody else can i don't know i'd try it 
The one person I know that's had it said it was wretched. So, you know. Yeah. Who had it? I've not heard any. Uh, a former co-worker of ours. Oh, uh, I, I didn't Named know after a video it. game character. Tron? Sonic? Yeah, I remember yes, Sonic. Yes, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dig Dug, our, our good friend Dig Dug. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, that that's all I got for you guys on this one. This is kind of like a short one for us, but yeah, like, I, I think fine. it was fun. I think yeah, we, I think we could do a short one as a treat sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's only an hour and a half, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to uh, our patrons. Uh, thank you for the support. We really appreciate it. If you would like bonus content, which me and David, I think, will be recording this weekend, correct? Uh, yeah, I think we can manage that. All right, Sunday, we'll record. And, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. Because I got my notes about that uh, that death fungus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to our patrons. Uh, shout out to the skinwalker at work. <laughs> it's just so fucked up that you just refer to him as that, and he's like, yeah. Oh, no, he is like, yeah, no, one day I'll go back to my home planet. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he's always talking about crazy shit like that. He's down with it, so. <laughs> of course he is. He's a skinwalker. Why lie? <laughs> so, uh, thank you to our listeners. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Weekend Weird. Uh, I think next week we're doing another another live recording, right? Uh, I wasn't planning on it, but fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, no, I thought we were going to do it like once a month, and I was like, hell, this is oh, our once a month. Oh, because I was wondering if like we were going to do it for like patrons only. Uh, you know, fuck it, yeah, let's eventually. do one for everybody. Yeah, let's do it for let's everybody. For we'll, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll let people know throughout the week, hey, come join us. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. And what we can do is for patrons, we could do a hangout. Hmm, there you go. Yeah, and you can talk to us. There you go. That'll let us yeah. test some stuff. I like it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you'd like more info on the show and see how to support us or contact us with your own paranormal stories, you can go to contact.supernatpod.rocks uh, or just find everything at supernatpod.rocks. Join us on our Discord and join our ever-growing community and uh, support us on Patreon. And uh, we got several tiers. It's a lot of fun. We got it on that site, so you can check it out there. Uh, you can find the show at supernatpod at horrorhub.club on Mastodon. We still have an at SuperNatPod on Twitter. Uh, That does not update. Nope. Fuck Twitter. So, uh, David, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, Nothing really. I think this has just been a fun little episode and uh, eager to talk cosmic death fungus with you this weekend. Yeah, and uh, one thing I am going to say, how did that man versus bear thing in uh, RG bots turn out? Uh, Green's fucking dead. (laughs) Okay, cool. Awesome. (laughs) Always good to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike, anything you want to plug? Any shout outs? uh, Ah, my ass is on fire. <laughs> burning his rectum. Uh, fire rectum damn near killed him. Fire in his butthole. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh okay, so next week, weekend weird, and then after that, we're going to talk about Indrid Cold. Oh shit. Shit, dog. This thing went more sideways than I could have imagined, but we'll talk about that later. So again, thank you for listening. 
We'll catch you next week. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. May your baloney be whiskey soaked. That is that's goddamn beautiful. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Too much dumb bitch juice. No, I was sitting here looking at pictures. Porn. No, I'm dumping pictures into the uh, Oh, cool. Hey, there we go.